What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning into the program once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support the podcast in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes and clicking write a review. You say a few nice words. And uh, that is super important in helping the growth of the show. It will propel the podcast into the tops of the iTunes charts, giving it more uh, visibility on the national and international levels. So it's... uh, it's a free way to contribute. It only takes a couple minutes, and uh, appreciate the hell out of all the folks that have already taken the time to do so. It's it's really a, a direct contribution to the sustainability of this thing in uh, and the growth and uh, just getting more exposure for the for the music that is uh, shared on the podcast for the the artists that that come through. And uh, there's also a Dan Cable presents YouTube channel that you can check out which uh, features a bunch of in-studio and live show performances. So you can check that out. It's got a bunch of uh, different music genres are covered there from rap and hip-hop to uh, to low-key singer-songwriter stuff. So check that out. We got uh, episode 188 is, uh, is on deck for you. That's what's going on. Sea Caves on the podcast this week. Uh, killer bands who uh it's their album release is today across the water has been released today on november 15th so stoked to be releasing this episode on uh their release day and this is a very cool record and actually featured the song that we're going to kick things off with which is called dart featured that back i don't know maybe 10 episodes or so ago on the just a playlist episode where i played um like five five jams from mostly uh portland bands from bands around town and uh just really love this song dart that i got sent and um yeah and then last week i got to to hear the full record and uh it was more goodness, and we feature a couple more of those songs off of the record, and um, it's a whole new look for this band. They put out a couple records over the last nine years or so. Uh, Shiloh, the former singer um, and, and songwriter in the band, he, uh, he and Cameron, the drummer, have been playing music together for like 10 years. They've been working on Sea Cave stuff in different iterations of it. So it's uh, um, a whole new look, though, now, as they have added Sydney as their uh, lead vocalist, which is um, just seems to be a big game changer and a, a cool way for them to uh, kind of reintroduce themselves as Sea Caves into the, into the world. And... Uh, yeah, just been digging on these tunes, so stoked to share those with you and uh, the conversation that I had with Cameron and Shiloh and Sydney before their uh, their rehearsal, before their big release show, which is, if you listen to this on release day, their album release show is at Bunk Bar on uh, November 16th, this Saturday, at Bunk Bar. So if you dig what you hear and you're listening to this on time, um, then you can catch them this Saturday at Bunk Bar. And uh, you can also catch them December 7th. It looks like they're playing in Portland as well. But I'll put the links in the episode notes so you can follow along with Sea Caves if if you're digging on it and you can uh, follow them up and and find out when they're playing um, maybe outside of Portland as well if you're not listening from the Portland, Oregon area. What else? What else? Before we get into the episode, uh, I want to shout out some some other calendar dates. 
or at least one particular calendar date, and that is December 27th. I will be hosting the fourth annual Dan Cable Presents Holidays Party is going down. It's that time of year again, and uh, stoked to be doing this thing at the Alberta Street Pub, where the uh, where the second one was, and Ezra, who books that room but also owns that place now, has uh, been very cool to me over the over the years, and uh, has just been uh, really open to the shows that I want to put together. And um, I think over all four years now, he has had something to do with uh, booking at least one of the rooms as he used to book the Secret Society as well, where the first one went on. And uh, I threw one there last year. Last year we did three nights. We did three separate nights. Um, I don't know why I said we. I guess I just... uh, I feel like anybody in attendance, I guess, is a part of it. So anyway, that's uh, it's, it's neither here nor there. But the point is, is uh, Ezra has been super cool to me, and uh, I really appreciate him giving me another night. And not just for these these holidays parties. He has, uh, I've, I've thrown a lot of events at the Alberta Street Pub over the last few years and um so i'm stoked that's one of my favorite small rooms in the city such a cool venue and and sounds really amazing in there so that's gonna be december 27th it's going on friday december 27th so if you're in the portland area for the christmas holidays and you're sticking around maybe you need to bounce out on your family for a little while you need an excuse to break free you got to get out um, we're going to be having a real cool party at the Alberta street pub. And, and I think it's going to be a bit of a dance party and, uh, got some, some cool people for the lineup. I will tell you one group on the lineup. I will announce right now. And then maybe next week I will reveal the remainder, but, uh, in the next few weeks or so, maybe next in December or so, you will hear an episode with a group called Stress. And I think I maybe mentioned this last in last week's episode, but I'm going to have that, that, uh, that group of people who make up Stress, which is a new hip-hop group, kind of live instrumentation with the DJ. And uh, a lot of them are people who have been on this podcast before individually. So it's going to be very cool to have them in a room together, but they're a group called stress and, um, their records out now. And I think it's very cool. And I saw some clips of their, their first show at the thesis here in Portland at Kelly's Olympian. And it just looked like a really good party. And, uh, I would expect nothing less from those fellas. So I'm really stoked to have them confirmed for the fourth annual holidays party. And that's December 27th at the Alberta street pub. And I'm super geeked for it. And, um, yeah, that's, that's really it. As far as the dates, dancablepresents.com. That's the central location to find everything. The uh, new episode uploads there as soon as it's ready. It will be available on that website every Friday and, uh, it'll be in your feed too. If you just hit subscribe, wherever you're listening to, don't forget to leave the, the iTunes reviews. They're super important. I cannot stress the importance of it enough and that's why I take the time to say it every week because it is a free way to support the podcast. And um, I just want to say I appreciate the hell out of all the people that, that listen to this podcast. If, if this is your first time listening, that's so dope. Um, go back and check out some other episodes, please. Um, and if you listen to this regularly, semi-regularly, all the time, you're a diehard, whatever. I just want you to know that um, it means a lot, and and more and more people are listening. If you're uh, if you're curious, more people are listening to this um, on a regular basis. So it's it's cool to see things grow um, after putting some time in. So thank you so much. Appreciate the fuck out of you, and uh, we're gonna get into episode. 188 of this thing. 
Um, all the episode links, you know what I'm trying to say. The links to everything that's necessary will be in the, uh, the episode notes so you can uh, follow along with this band Sea Caves and, and all that jazz. I want to give a uh, thank you to Public Display, who are the uh, the folks that turned me on to Sea uh, Caves initially and sent me their their music, and uh, they send me a lot of cool music, and I appreciate them continuing to uh, to send me things to uh, to check out to possibly feature on the podcast. So shout out to uh, Public Display, man! All right, we're doing it. Episode one hundred and eighty eight. Sea Caves are on the show, and uh, we are kicking it off with that song that I've mentioned so many times throughout this introduction. And uh, it's the first track off of their new record called Across the Water. This song's called Dart. Let's do the damn thing.
guys see caves oh. y'all ready to jump into this thing yeah i'm ready yep. cool um super stoked to to talk to you all about where this music comes from i uh was sent the the dart single a little while back and was uh yeah just super grabbed by it right away and really dug the song and was was looking forward to uh what this this new record was going to be about and i know that the the makeup of the band has changed quite a bit with this this new release but uh yeah i thought we'd kind of start at the beginning since i know that music has been put out by the sea caves name for close to 10 years now right because the, the 2010 release was the first one that you know that better than i think so that sounds about right <laughs> Right on. Yeah, ten years. Um, how did uh, how did things come together ten years ago or so? Um, well, actually, I was playing bass. Shiloh was playing bass in Cameron's project at the time, and and then we kind of flipped in a way. Well, that dissolved. We'll just say that. And um, we had a band at that time that had two guitarists, and that was definitely like a uh, an integral piece of the sound, I'd say, at the moment. And um, yeah, then the Cameron started playing drums, and we had a, a bass player that's no longer here. And played a lot of shows. He's still alive. He's not dead. He's just not in the band. He's not, He's in, not the in the band. band <laughs> yeah, we started playing a lot of shows around that time in Holocene. We, uh, strange little fact, we played the first Ron Toms Sunday session. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And since then, we've gone through a lot of iterations, um, mostly involving bass, keys, guitar. And now the biggest trans transition, which has been a, a new singer, of course. And Shiloh, what were you playing originally? Like after yeah. after uh, playing I, I bass, was, I was playing guitar in this thing the whole time, guitar and keyboards and flute. Um, but I was playing bass in some other thing. Okay, but that's not my instrument of trade. You've been writing songs for a long time, like previous to starting the the Sea Cave stuff. Yeah, but nothing you'd want to. Um, have out there in the world but yes for sure <laughs> and uh over over that time of like putting out this this new record what what was the uh when did you kind of start getting this this feeling that you wanted to change things up as far as bringing in a different singer for the project um it was kind of just hit all of a sudden and i don't remember the exact moment but i remember the time period um it wasn't something that necessarily grew you know, through the years, it was just um, kind of this realization that that's something could shift and that, that that'd be kind of interesting and probably pretty good. Yeah, how'd you, how'd you pick up on that, Cameron? What do you think? Uh, I, my memory is that you started talking about maybe trying to add another instrument and or another singer, like a different singer, and I didn't know why, but you had done stuff like that before, so I was like, "Cool." And then, and then it just ended up being like an actual replacement for you as a singer. Yeah, that's but true. We know. did cast a wide net. Uh, we just we wanted to change something, and so as we were playing with different people, we had a guitarist come here and play with us. Um, we had various singers, um, and some of which you know wouldn't have worked as lead singers, but you know, could maybe work as backup vocals and things like that. Um, but nobody, uh, not even the instrumentation folks, uh, it really seemed like um, the ideal fit. Um, although it was fun playing with lots of different people and it was an interesting process. But it's always been somewhat of an interesting process because we've gone through you know, trying to get keyboardists in the past, trying to get bass players. And so yeah, you, you definitely learn something about your own um, process and your own people, the people that are involved. Yeah. Through that, you learn to appreciate what you know, what you do have in a way. And you and you and Cameron have been doing this thing since the beginning, then. Yeah. Pretty much. And uh, yeah, Cameron, what what drew you into Shiloh's singer, his uh, songwriting? Um, well, we were playing in in another band together and the f the earliest 
a memory of of seeing any kind of iteration of sea caves was at like uh, what was it? What's the, the place Clinton across? Corner. Ah, across from Nightlight. Yeah. 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 yeah, I remember seeing you guys there. Acoustic. And I was impressed. I thought it was cool. And you guys, I guess, were looking for a drummer. I don't remember what was up with Greg if he was playing with you or not. But yeah, we were looking to replace a, a yeah a drum set situation. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, uh, I don't remember exactly how it happened. I just thought I, th- I was impressed by the the songs, and I was impressed by uh, Ian's guitar playing is is very impressive, and that grabbed me. And just like the whole vibe was cool, and so it was kind of just seemed like a natural evolution. I didn't have anything better to do <laughs> in my early twenties. That's perfect. <laughs> and still now, apparently, <laughs> I still don't have anything better to do now. Yeah, like, what do you guys, uh, I don't know, is there something you recognize some, uh, between the two of you, at least, why you've continued to want to create music together and kind of explore this thing? I think as we operate on the same wavelength, literally. Wow. Literally? Too deep, Cameron. Sorry. I'm not sure what you mean by literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm we, sure. well, we've, because we've been doing it for so long, we kind of, I mean, we've, our musical approaches have evolved together and like around each other for the last decade or so and I think that we've kind of yeah we've kind of like learned how to work with each other really well and we're just really good friends and so it's easy to keep doing music together because there's no other stuff that gets in the way either yeah Yeah. and bands can be a lot of drama Uh, it's like a bunch of relationships all in one right and there's no drama between us and that's really cool because we just kind of have a good system of communicating and working, you know, working something until it's something that we both feel mostly good about. You know, like the songs, that is. like Because right. it takes a lot. Like we, we definitely put things through the ringer um, as, a, as a team. As far as just like exploring the songs mm-hmm. in many different directions. and Yeah, yeah, because things will come to, to fruition and get punched around and eventually come out the other side. And... Um, you know, that can be tough, especially if there's ego issues or just bad attitudes and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And if it's somebody that you're working really closely with, like we are, then that, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be very sustainable. Yeah, it makes it a little difficult. Yeah. Um, since there's so many people that have kind of like come and gone throughout the process, did you always kind of feel like it, the project didn't have a ceiling for like what the sound would be since you were always changing out different people? No, I felt like it was kind of revolved around um, what we were putting across. I mean, it's like, I don't know, like bass has become a more integral part, but it does, wasn't necessarily always, I feel like. It's kind of the interplay of um, the arrangements, the songs, guitar and drums, and, um, you know, that's at least how it started off. It's kind of oversimplistic, I guess. But no, I felt like we kind of knew what we wanted to do, and it was just a matter of finding people that could kind of do it or do it well. We got lucky finding Brian because he's a he's a great fit. He's a good bass player, and same with Johnny. And uh, and then how does how does Sydney roll into the picture and and take over that Perfect. that lead role? It's been great. It's been one of the best. Tra- I think it's been the best transition we've had. Yeah, obviously the the most significant. Um, yeah. It's been fun. I think it's been exciting, and it's been, um, you know, it, we've had to flex mental muscles that we didn't have before as a group because, you know, getting a new singer and, and a fifth member, for that matter, is just mm-hmm. totally different. Yeah. Um, I know you were trying, like, a lot of different pieces at that time of, like, seeing what that new thing would be. So how did you, did it just feel right right away with, with Sydney singing the, the jams? Yeah, for sure. And how did that even come about that that Sydney started? Did you, did you guys know each other previously to start no. the project? Another fact about CK is we all met each other on Craigslist. Yeah. Oh, no, I know Cameron Craig. through Craigslist. We know our bass player. We Craigslist know. band. I pretty yes, much owe my entire are. life to Craigslist. <laughs> Every aspect of my life has been mm-hmm. touched by Craigslist. Yeah. So we put out an ad, um, especially because we kind of we were a bit in hiding to, for some in, in some way, shape, or form for the past few years as a band. Um, not really sure why, but we have, and so we're not, I guess, as LinkedIn as we maybe were previously. 
in past iterations. And so, yeah, we got to just put the word out in any way we can. And so that was it. And then Sydney sent in a recording of herself singing. And it was great. Yeah, and then yeah, that first practice went wonderfully. Did you uh, did you feel like pretty comfortable from the beginning, Sydney, of, of rolling into that room the first time, or were you intimidated by the the process? Yeah, I'm so nervous all the time, <laughs> um, and I was very nervous to come in because uh, this was kind of new. I mean, very new for me actually. Um, but I decided I was gonna like do it. I'm gonna like put myself out there. Can you put that and, right? Oh, there we go. There we go. Should I repeat things? No, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, I decided I was gonna like put myself out there, and um, I, I mean, yeah, I was really nervous coming in the first time. I didn't know what it was gonna look like, um, but it instantly felt like really comfortable. Even though I, I don't know, I tend to just be like shaky and nervous most of the time. Um, I was able to relax a little bit. Um, I think one of the first things yeah. you said to us was, I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, probably. You said hi, and then you said, I'm <laughs> really hi, nervous. Hi, I'm nervous. <laughs> Let me sing in front of you. Yeah. That's cool, though, to just like put it out there and like, yeah. you know. I know, I think you're not supposed to do that. I think like all, no, the, all the things say not to do that. Don't let um, them see you sweat. Yeah, uh, but I, I tend to not do that, and I just put it out there that I'm just very nervous. What was your singing experience prior to... Mm-hmm answering this Craigslist ad? Yeah, not much. Um, I used to sing for like a, a church worship band long ago in a different life. And um, that is like the most concrete thing. Um, I was in kind of like a fake band in Phoenix that didn't, it was not real. I mean, it was <laughs> a real band and we got together and sang and did music things. But uh, didn't nothing like came to fruition from it, and uh, I had always enjoyed singing. Um, I've gotten like some compliments on it, and then I yeah I was I think because I, I was moving back to Portland, um, and that's when I decided like I wanted to do do things differently. I'd moved or I had lived here previously, and I was really sad and didn't do anything. It seemed, I mean, I, I worked and I did things, but um, yeah, I, th- I feel like I didn't really take full advantage of like being in a place like Portland. And so moving back, I, because I, I sent in my voice before I even fully moved back here. I was like, I'm going to do it. And I, um, I forget exactly where I was going with that actually, but I, I did, yeah, send it in before because I just wanted to like try and take full advantage of like being in a place like this. Before you even got back here, you just mm-hmm. wanted to have that intent to make moves kind of creatively and whatnot. Yeah. Um, did you guys just have tracks up for people to sing if they wanted to? Um, or was it just like it was after a like I, I sent in um, just like an acapella recording of my voice. Um, Doing what? I was singing "Paul" by Big Thief and. Yeah, I just sent that in. And then uh, after you said, like after we set up a time to meet um, is when I got the songs to learn the lyrics. And and then I came in and sang those with them. Were you pretty into the music right away? Yeah, and that's why, I mean, I, saw, I when I saw the ad on Craigslist, um, I was, I like looked up the band because I didn't think on Craigslist that people actually like posted for singers and, or like, I feel so lame saying it, or like rude saying, but like I didn't think like bands that I liked would post on Craigslist, because um, yeah. maybe that's just like so a judgment or you know that I had previously. It's so wild to find out the yeah. amount of bands that I've had on on this podcast over the years, <laughs> and to find out how many of them, maybe not the whole thing, but pieces at least, mm-hmm. like seem to come from Craigslist way more often than you think. It, like it is incredibly reliable. It seems for yeah. musicians. Totally. Yeah. It doesn't make for a very cool story. No. <laughs> I do but like the fact that that's all of us, though. Every yeah. Scene, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of interesting. So prior to Sydney coming in, this new record, was was it already completely done? For most of it. Okay. Yeah. And then had you already recorded the vocals yeah. initially? Yeah. And were you just 
not super satisfied. No, actually, I, th- I actually didn't. Know. I liked it. I thought it sounded fine. I thought it sounded good. Um, but knowing that we wanted to switch things up, uh, and we didn't put I me mean, putting out an album with with me singing, with with getting a new singer, just wouldn't make sense. The timing just wouldn't make sense at all. Yeah, and so it was worth pushing things back and for sure doing it again. Plus, we put it went from being a shorter album to a long to a more of a full length. And some of them are uh, new versions of some tunes from the yeah. previous record, right? Yeah, t- two of them. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was a cause for a lot of discussion, and we did those most recently, actually. So those hadn't been done before, because that would have been weird to put them out as similar. But part of the reason to redo them was because we had a new singer, and so, um, it yeah, they totally sound different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, were those also just kind of some of the songs that you were jamming with initially in those early rehearsals? That's yes, true. Yeah, that. Um, it's it's some of the songs we like the best as a band. Um, we actually th- we recorded three. One's not out. Yeah, we might do something with it at some point. We re-recorded Spanning the River. Um, yeah, that's the first one off Bright Forest. Another one that we like as a band and still play. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to give them an extra life, I think, too. Yeah. Uh, about the uh, the thing, the songs being the album being recorded, it was the songs were like the basic tracks were recorded, but it wasn't like album's done. Oh wait, we got a new singer. Let's just throw her voice in here, and everything sure. sounds the same. We we there was a lot of evolution of the songs after Sydney came in and started singing on them, and we added a whole bunch of stuff to some and took away a bunch of stuff from others and rearranged stuff. So it was very much made with Sydney's voice in there in the mix, influencing the other decisions we were making. For sure. I would assume that changed the whole dynamic of the thing, yeah. having yeah. that voice on it. Yeah, I mean, the amount of work that happened after the switch was essentially the same as you would do for a whole album, even though we'd already done a bunch. <laughs> That's kind of the nature of, our bit of what we do, I guess, partly. Were there many rehearsals before getting in the studio to redo the vocals? I don't know. What do you think, Sydney? Um, I feel like it was done like, intermittently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we definitely didn't go. We did it all in the house, all her vocals. Okay. Um, even though we do the tracks at various studios, like we do bass drums and guitar and keys usually at studios. Um, but I have... Um, decent gear so I can at least do vocals um, yeah we did one here one there one there there's a big chunk of the summer where I felt like we were recording every week mm-hmm. yeah it seems do you feel like that made it um, maybe more a little more easy to just kind of be going at it like one song at a time if possible and not kind of have to be thrown into this long studio session day where there's that kind of pressure yeah, definitely. I think um, if we were to do it all in one day, um, maybe it would have had to happen later than it happened. Uh, because throughout being in the band, I feel like I've gained a lot of confidence and just learned a whole ton. Um, and so doing it throughout the summer on different weekends, um, I think was really good. Because I think we even went back and like re-recorded one of the first ones because I, I could just tell my voice was so different and I was being so timid. And um, yeah, so I think it was helpful to do that rather than just doing it all in one day. Was it, uh, was it easy for you to identify with the lyrics that were already there for you and find meaning it like in your own way? Yeah. Um, we've talked about this a lot, how um, a lot of the themes on this new album, I feel like we, um, I, I definitely relate to the, the lyrics that Shiloh's wrote or written, um, just with like similar shared experiences uh, that we have. Um, so yeah, it was really easy to relate to most, if not all of the songs on this, on this new album. Was it difficult for you, Shiloh, at all to like let go of that kind of role of, of singing the songs? Was that weird for you to kind of turn them over or surrender them to somebody else's <laughs> voice? No, I liked it. I mean, it was weird, but it 
I, I liked it. I liked the process. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, for sure. And to just hear somebody else's delivery on the, on what you've already written and whatnot. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, she does it better than I do. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> were you guys, know, were you guys kind of, I mean, obviously it felt right in those like rehearsals that you had, but once you kind of started getting those studio tracks, is that when it was like really apparent that like this was the right move? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, for sure. Yeah, I think so. I, I remember the, like in terms of us trying different people out and different instruments and different singers, it was always totally obvious. I think that Sydney was like the, the one that worked. Um, but yeah, for me, when I heard when I heard the first few songs that that she had put her voice on, it was yeah, it definitely crystallized, and I got more excited than I already was. For sure, <laughs> it sounded really good. Yeah, the record just overall sounds absolutely killer, and yeah. So, Thanks. Um, and your voice is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it sounds beautiful over the songs, and I definitely like went back and kind of checked out some of those songs that you guys redid. And it's cool to hear the, the differences in those. And yeah. those songs also just seem to have, as this whole record does to me, I guess, like maybe a little more focus, I guess, just overall. It yeah. seems like the songwriting is really nailed down on these. And they still, there's still like these cool, like progressive moments that happen and like those post rock feels wow. that happen and everything. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like that there's an extra focus to this particular record. Yeah, it's interesting to hear. Yeah, it feels it feels like we're getting more and more. Um, we're more and more able to do what we're hoping to do. At least speaking for myself. Yeah, I think we're just kind of getting better at realizing our our goals. Right on. Well, let's uh, let's jump into a song. Uh, Porches is probably maybe my favorite jam. Really? On wow. the record. That's awesome. Um. Yeah, this is this is a super super good song and um yeah, I think there's just like some very like dreamy elements to the tunes and some stuff that's like very easy to get lost in and I think that your voice um Sydney is like a big reason for that how mm-hmm. it like blends into the music and this is just like one of those songs where I just found like the the chorus and everything to be one of those moments it's just like very easy to slip into. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well with that. Thank you Joseph. so much. Wow. Well, absolutely. And uh, with that, we're gonna jump in to uh, porches off the uh, the new Sea Caves record, which is uh, called Across the Water, available on all the streaming services and all that. I would I would assume. And uh, yeah, I'll put all the links in the episode notes so people can follow along with the band and give you guys a, a, a follow on all those uh, those streaming music services if possible so this is uh, Porches
you mentioned earlier about the the tracking of of the album, like drums, bass, guitars being kind of thrown down mm-hmm. together. Oh yeah, those are all together. Uh, drums, bass, guitar, and sometimes and usually keys if there are keys. Yeah, I think that that was something that kind of felt like comes through really well on the record. That there's a lot of feel, and you can kind of feel those those live takes. Cool. I think in there. That's good. Yeah, and and one of the reasons that that those are the main things we do in the studio is because um, first we can do those all in a day or two, um, and second because the next step is part of I think our process and it takes a little longer with the various um, more ethereal parts, um, the vocals or the flute parts or the you could say the extra guitar parts that aren't the main line. Yeah. Um, and something that it's really important, at least to me, and something that I wouldn't feel comfortable doing in, in the day while paying for it, it just wouldn't work. Yeah. You just kind of want to give yourself as much time to explore those ideas that you want to explore yeah. and not have to feel like there's time constraints on that. Yeah, because we work stuff out as a band all together in practice space, but none of that other stuff is really there. Um, and so it generally is like that layer that comes afterwards. And then we try to figure out how to incorporate it, if we do at all, in the live setting. Um, and we do a, a lot of sharing, mostly the, at this point the three of us, Cameron, myself, and Sydney, just throwing ideas across and um, listening for things, um, shifting as it needs to shift. And then, um, like I said before, like kind of stopping when it feels like we hit what we want. Yeah. Um, yeah, specifically the, the keys feel super great on the record as well as the everything on the kit. It's just, I don't know, everything just has a lot of a lot of groove to it, it feels like. Yeah. Yeah, and Johnny's a great keyboardist. Um, and as far as the writing, are, are you writing on mostly guitar or keys or is it a combination of kind of everything from song to song? It's a combination, guitar and piano. Yeah. Is one more leaned upon, would you say? or Yeah, for guitar. This? Okay. Guitar is more leaned upon. Um, but it's often... A, a combo, um, even on certain songs, like things like Dart, um, there's a keyboard and guitar thing, you know, trying to use some like shitty recorder and um, record while listening to it and play the other part and try to figure things out like that. But usually it's one or the other. Yeah. Um, Sydney, as far as the, the live show stuff goes, how have you uh, felt about slipping into that, that role in, in the, the live setting of fronting a band yeah i'm still figuring it out um i found that i think i need to be like because i do identify with being very nervous um i need to like just get it all out before uh so like when we played at the doug fair recently um i was just i like couldn't stand still before we were playing uh and then once i got on the stage i felt really calm and um was able to do it and I don't know I'm, I'm really appreciative of everyone in the band because we I just feel like really comfortable with them and it kind of just felt like we were it just felt like one of our practices up there um and I hope it continues to feel like as cozy as I, as it does yeah is it I would imagine it's like super fresh for you guys since you've been playing together so long to be playing these songs live and have having a whole new look of the band during the live show yeah yeah for sure yeah having five people on stage even is just kind of different we used to set up weirdly too Mm. i used to set up kind of more on the front of the stage for years and now i set up like a normal band because there's no room for me in the front (laughs) (laughs) and uh shiloh you got some some uh some free free time up there on the stage now, not being kind of attached to the microphone. Yeah, it's definitely more, um, yeah, it's definitely liberating in that sense because um, just with the guitar parts and like the flute and flute loops or whatever is going on, it's nice to be able to mainly concentrate on backup vocals and the guitar parts. Yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah. Um, as far as, moving forward with the the project is 
do you foresee just more collaboration to to happen with uh, with Sydney in the in the writing situation as far as lyrics and and things of that nature in the future? Is anything like that already started oh, yeah. to happen? Yeah, For we're sure. working that's, on it. That's our plan, and we're working on it. <laughs> nice. Mm -hmm. It's hard to fit it in, um, just with um, you know prepping for shows and the album and such. But yeah, we're um, we're working on new songs with Sydney doing lyrics and vocal parts, and um, I'll be presenting ideas and such. Right on. I would imagine that that's uh, very cool for you, Sydney, to get to like put your creative input on that level into the band yeah. for future stuff, and mm -hmm. also just the amount. It sounds like you're pretty involved in this, like mixing like sessions and like the post production and stuff. Is that uh, made it easy for you to just like become a part of this band and not just like feel like you're the the hired singer or whatever? Oh yeah, no, I feel very much a part of the band. Um, I didn't know if I would when I started, and I I do. I feel really like a part of it. Yeah, right um, I'm excited to like work on lyrics. I'm. Uh, I also, I'm really glad that we're going to be collaborating because, um, I don't know, I, I feel like Sea Caves is Sea Caves and, um, like, I don't want to change the vibe too much and so, I, I don't know, I think it'd be best, like, if we are, like, collaborating on the lyrics and keeping, keeping the vibe similar, at least. Yeah. Um. Did you guys have any like outside producers on the the record at all? Or is it all no self done? Yeah, it's just us. We'd love that. That'd be cool. Yeah, um, we're 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 searching. <laughs> any producers nice, out there? But right now we just use each other and throw ideas around between the three of us. Yeah. Um, which but, is probably good, especially for this next one, since it's such a new process for us. And, mm -hmm. You know, we'll be working on things in a new way. So it'll be nice to get our feet under us with that before introducing anybody else, probably. But we are open to things like that. Yeah, um, it's nice when you uh, when you have those home recording abilities to just kind of. Uh, it's such a like an amazing resource to a band if somebody knows how to turn the knobs and and hit the record button properly and be able to explore ideas that way. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, as, uh, as far as like the, the sequencing and stuff on the record, is that something that you spend a lot of time with all together as well? Like the order of the songs? Yeah. Actually, the three of us <laughs> cut out pieces of paper <laughs> and put them on the floor and shuffled things around. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's and, so good. And so we put things in different orders, moved them around, and then took a picture. Yeah, I think the whole process took ten minutes. Or yeah, we, then we did make we one did make change. One shift, but that was after that we got things back from the masterer. Um, <laughs> we something stuck out as needing to shift. But yeah, that we just did it one after one evening. Is that uh, just something you didn't want to overthink and thought it'd be a fun way to do it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know how much can you think about it. Like, it, we didn't write it as a concept album or anything. So there wasn't like a natural automatic flow to how we knew the songs would fit together so yeah i'd say we put more thought into our set order than yeah. the song. <laughs> it's true i feel like we do tend to overthink things so it was really nice to like not <laughs> overthink this like i don't know i think it needed to like be in soon too and we we're just like let's let's get it done yeah, yeah. that's part of it we've been operating under a tight window um, mm -hmm. we kind of set ourselves kind of a strict time, timeline here and it's been uh, challenging I mean literally things are done as you know what is our show this weekend next weekend and yeah things are finishing right now <laughs> um, I mean we got the masters back last week or the week before but I mean that's not recommended yeah <laughs> the three of you can get pretty caught up in that, that uh, production process then <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um yeah, and then New Room is is the last song on yeah, the record. Yeah, New Rooms, yes. Um, so is that something that was added at the end of the, the process of just like trying to find a nice little bookend for, for the album, a little instrumental out? Correct. Yeah, yeah. 
bookend. That's it. Yep. Yeah. I was actually recorded. That piano part, to be honest, when was that recorded? Um, it was recorded at Super Digital over in Northwest Portland. Oh, it was? Yeah. Um, oh, I, I knew. Oh, yeah, I remember. Fateful, I remember. strange day. <laughs> Years ago. Um, it was recorded uh, it was 2012, maybe. Really? I didn't know that. And we'd never oh. done anything from it. And when we were thinking about how to you know, do something like that for this album, it seemed like a perfect fit. But I had to go search for it because it was hidden under a bunch of hard drives and such. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was kind of as far as like overall themes to the record. Um, is it fair to say that it's like a lot to do with sort of that uncomfortable space of, uh, of change? Yeah. Life change? Yeah. For sure. Which seems fitting, right, with the band. Mm. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's, a, you know, obviously a, a big big change for anybody that's followed your music in, in the past. And yeah. then, you know, is going to put on this new record and it's a completely different voice. And I don't know, I think Dart being that first track is, is, a, is a very cool way to ease people into that. That's okay. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I dig it. Yeah, it's an interesting first track, I think. Um, it seemed, we actually didn't think about that one very much, but looking back on it, it does seem to be an interesting one. Really long intro. And uh, the last song, or the, the song that we're going to play it out with on the episode is Dragon, which I feel like is, I don't know, it's one of the more interesting productions or compositions on, on the record, it seems. It's got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you can share about about this jam that we're going to play it out with? Um, I don't know. I've always liked this one. I love playing this song. I, I have a special, like, I just love it. <laughs> I love the, playing the guitar part, too. What do you think, Cameron? Um, there was some last-minute uh, last messing around with certain textures and, and such, right, in certain parts of the song. Yeah. It was kind of a... It was a beast to get it to. But yeah, it always feels really good to play. Are a lot of these songs uh, tunes that have been around for a long time? No, and even that one, the last one, it's just that piano part. The rest, um, the arrangement, all the other the flutes and the parts that are going with it was actually done just a few months ago. Um, no, I'd say most are somewhat new, well, new on a sea cave scale. Yeah, new for sea caves is <laughs> a couple <laughs> years. Within the past few years. Um, and then there's maybe one or two that are new, even newer, what, what you could say, within the past year, like Map of History, and I don't know, maybe that's it. Uh, but, no? No, that's... Oh, yeah, that's, I don't know. That one's been around a bit. <laughs> Golden Sun. I'm new. Golden Sun. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Golden Sun's great. That's another great jam. That was, we were doing that as we were meeting Sydney. Okay. Actually same time and so it never really had another um, voice and so that's a good example of one that yeah like that wouldn't have been on the album if we had tried to finish what we had before we did we did that whole thing recently we actually re- went back into a studio to record that in particular in addition to birds and islands okay version two right on well I uh I appreciate you guys hanging out and, and talking you. about the tunes with me a bit. I'm yeah, I'm way into the to the record. I've been listening to it a lot. Awesome. And uh, yeah, it just, it just sounds it just sounds really good. So it's fun to listen to. I've been listening to headphones a lot. Oh, cool. So uh, you. yeah, you get to hear all the uh, all the extras yeah. that That's are layered good, yeah. on there. You know, we've been so. spending the last few months worrying about all the extras and how they <laughs> sounded. So that's good. That's yeah, good no, to be back it's, here. yeah, it's super dialed in and. Yeah, like I said, your voice is amazing. So Thank you know, you. it's it's going to be cool to see you continue to like immerse yourself in the thing and just get more and more comfortable in it, for sure. Thank yeah, you. And, yeah, uh, I'm excited. We'll do, be doing our show Saturday. That's right, oh, yeah, that's November sixteenth. Yep, November sixteenth. Bunk bar, which is tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, if you're listening to yeah. this on release day. Lee and the bees. Lee and the bees. Um, yeah, that's going to be a great show over there at Bunk Bar. Encourage everybody to go check that out. And like I said, I'll put the links in the episode notes so people can follow along with Sea Caves if they're digging what they are hearing. 
Um, we end every episode of the podcast with the guest saying the tagline for the show, which is, it's a program. So if we can get the sea caves, it's a program. Maybe all together. Oh, sure. However yeah, you want it. On three or after three? After three. Prefer after three. It's, it's a, a program. program. They nailed it. It's sea caves, everybody. <laughs> and uh, we are going to play it out with uh, Dragon from the Across the Water record, which is available everywhere. That is the Jelly Jams, everybody. And we will catch you on the flip side, Portland. It's a program. program.